Hello there, my disabled disciples. Today is Wednesday, May 5th, 2021. This is Reverend Jordan Schrader with Handy Schlapped, and today we are going to talk about not being able to see things sometimes that are right in front of us, as well as feeling lost in life. Coming right up on Handy Schlapped. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. I hope all of you are having a blessed week and getting through some things together and just thanking God for everything in your life as of late, all the good and the bad, because either way, God is always in control with things that we're going through. And, you know, I've been thinking a lot this past week on what I wanted to share today, and, you know, I just felt so... On out of place or misdirected sometimes and where can I go with this discussion and a lot of times I put a little bit too much in uh, thought into it or I overanalyze it or I overthink it and I think about what is this trying to say to me and then I look at it again and I'm like you know sometimes you know whether it's in our own experiences or just the way we are uh sometimes i'm just i don't know about you but i'm just so blind to things sometimes no offense to all of you out there that are blind but uh really like sometimes i just don't think about or see or uh, sense uh what's the obvious right in front of me when i'm trying to figure something out or I'm going through a rough patch, or I'm uh, blind and lost in this fog in my life, going in every different direction to figure out for myself which is the right way to go. And, you know, we're all guilty of that. We're all guilty of wanting to figure out things our own way in our own time and choosing the best direction for us, you know, I talk to people frequently about this. Um, a few in particular, they'll talk with me about uh, people that they want to date or people that they want to marry, and they're so embedded with the incep- or conception or uh, the idea of uh, the concept of the one or I'm this person is my soulmate. If I mess it up, I'm screwed for life. And you know, thank you, Disney, for giving us uh, the obsession of finding our soulmates or the one and only person that we're meant to be with. And whether or not that's a real thing, uh, I'm still wrestling with. You know, I believe that the Lord can give us many opportunities and the one can be whoever we make it to be not in our own, like, say in life, as if we have complete control over our fate or anything, or our destiny, which is something we'll come back to in a minute, Uh, but in the sense that God gives us different opportunities and he works through the choice that we make. To us, it just seems like a choice that we're making differently. We're making different choices therefore having different outcomes. 
I mean, when you really back it up and you look at who God is, God knows your decision. So it depends on which perspective you're talking about. If we're talking about us, it just feels like random decisions that uh, bring about different causes and effects. But when you look at it through the lens of God, a lot of things are already predestined or ordained or set up already, appointed, if you will, and God works through those things. I mean, that's a whole different uh, topic to discuss, and it's very, very theological, uh, but that's something I've been wrestling with a lot, too. Even in ministry already, I'm still kind of wrestling with that. I'm coming closer to terms with it, like how God elects and ordains not just people, but events and uh, our very lives, you know, comes down to am I truly in control of my life? Am I looking at it through the eyes of God? Am I looking at what's right in front of me and uh, trusting in God with it? You know, again, it kind of goes back to the whole thing of sometimes I'm just so blind to the obvious, to what is going on in my life. Um, you know, we get once in a while we get a little caught up in ourselves, and we get caught up in our deceptions, caught up in our own decisions, and making things a little bit about us, and not thinking about how our how our behavior and choices affect everyone around us, whether it's our loved ones or the people within our immediate vicinity, or um, our acquaintances. Every decision that we think we are making is going to affect someone in some way, positively or negatively. That's just the way God created life to be. And, uh, I was thinking about my own life recently, and I want to share this with all of you, that I've been making some not-so-great decisions in my own life uh, recently. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to go beyond that and say like within the past uh i'd say like nine to 12 months so almost a full year just making not the greatest decisions out of some of them out of impulse some of them out of my own selfish behavior and um a lot of times when we're in those events or like we're lost in ourselves or we're lost in the things that are going on around us. We're deep in sorrow, we're hurting, and we kind of say things and do things that we wouldn't normally do because we're just thinking about that in the moment time. And uh, maybe we're with someone that we're not supposed to be with. And maybe we're fooling around with someone we're not supposed to be with. Or you come close to that, or you're, making conversation with someone you're not supposed to be talking with. In other words, you're doing things and making decisions that are kind of causing a little bit of a destructive behavior in your life, and you're just so lost because you're not seeing the things that are already in front of you. Uh, one of my favorite TV shows is uh, Lost that used to be on ABC. I think it was on like from 2004 to 2010. Uh, but anyway, a couple of years after the show ended, um, right after I graduated high school, my 
family and I, we binged that whole show in uh, like three weeks at around there or something like that. Um, I know it was around the time that The Dark Knight Rises came out. Anyway, but yeah, we binged that whole show and I just loved almost every minute of that show. If you remember, it, it's about um, these uh, castaways from Oceanic Flight 815 that crash land on an island and are stranded there and have to figure out how to uh, move forward together, to work together. But the thing is that there's so many mysteries going on on this island. And throughout the series, with weird changes, I'll admit, uh, they uncover all of the uh, craziness and the mysteries of the island, of some of the inhabitants, or sometimes there's time travel, or sometimes there's uh, space travel, as far as like uh, things moving in other dimensions and time and it's just crazy but when you look at the show um when it ended uh, people were very split on the ending of the lost series and i kind of came down to really how you look at the show and how you look at the characters because what made the show so great in the mid-2000s uh was it was just one of those shows that really ignited uh, that weekly discussion of what's going to happen next, what's going on. It really, besides like MASH or something like that, it really, in in the new century, the new millennia, I should say, uh, it really started that um, community aspect of figuring out all the clues and the hands and people were talking about it obsessively every single week and it was just you know one of those shows that has made a huge impact on people because of how it spoke to us um uh, i love the characters of that show they were all lost in different ways yeah it's about these lost castaways but it was really about people that were lost in their lives and it was about spending your time with the people that you're with and spending that time with how fate brought you all together for a purpose at that time and then you work through it together even though things are chaotic and mysterious we're all lost in different ways in our lives we all go through different uh, forms of destruction. Maybe we're drug addicts or we're workaholics. We're terrible in our intimate relationships. And, you know, we're trying to figure out, like, my purpose in life. People telling me what I can and can't do, um, which is a catchphrase from one of the characters. <laughs> um, and it really came down to many times all these philosophical questions. Pretty impressive, in my opinion, for an ABC show. Um, but it came down to all these philosophical questions and themes of um, man of science versus man of faith. We see that in two of the main characters of the show. How are things ordained? Are things ordained by accident? Is it just 
you know, a roll of the dice. It's all a game that's set up. A game of light versus darkness. God versus Satan. God versus man. And then ultimately a man versus science, etc. All these different philosophical schools of discussion that we can very much talk about in very fun ways and deeper, interesting ways. You know, it's very reflective in how are we responding to the things in our lives? Are we making the choices that are helping us or causing destructive behavior? You know, we're just so lost in life sometimes and we don't want to admit it. We don't want to admit that we are hurting and that we are broken, that we are misguided and we make stupid decisions and that we take the wrong turn and just, we, we don't want to hurt people. You know, we know big decisions need to be made. We know we need to break up with that girl or that guy and it's going to hurt everyone around you. Or like me, you live with a disability that really limits your life choices and your identity and what you have to say about your life. Then next thing you know, you're just thinking about how you can get through your life circumstances with the people that are in your life at that moment. You know, if you believe in the way that God ordains everything in life and God's sovereignty and how um, God works through people, you're going to see how everything is appointed, predestined, and set up in the way only God knows. We have no idea how it's going to go. I mean, God looks at time very differently than we do. We look at God, or we look at life and time in a linear fashion. God sees time and everything else all at once. One singularity. So he knows far more than we could ever achieve. Yet we're so obsessed with fate, destiny, and chaos. Is what I'm doing really making an impact? Or is it nothing? And just all the crap we're going through in our lives, we get so lost. You know, God, what did I do? I have someone else talking with me about this recently. Just This person always feels like they are changing or they are missing or messing up God's plan for their life. That they missed out on the opportunities God had for them. Or, you know, she also feels like um, that she's not the only one. There's other people, too, um, that we can all relate with in that we feel like that our lives were robbed from us. You know, like 20 years ago, you could say you had something set for your life, but someone took it away. And now here you are years later, wondering what could have been. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Saying, what did I do? God, what did I do to get here? 
What did I do to miss so many of your signs when you were right in front of me, showing me what you had planned for me? Did I mess up your plan? The short answer for that is no. We cannot necessarily cancel out what God has already set for us. We can't see that far. You know, only God can see down the tube of time in a cyclical manner and see all the time at once that we can only see in the moment. Because of that, we do feel lost because of our decisions. We do feel lost because of the way we behave, how our behavior can either bless or cause destruction to others. You know, and sometimes it's just the things we go through, even recently, that make us feel sorrowful, lost, wondering what now. I think about the book of Luke in the, ch- the 24th chapter. This is after Jesus was resurrected. And uh, this section of the chapter is called The Road to Emmaus. And we have a couple of disciples walking along the road, discussing with each other all the things that had happened recently. Remember, Jesus was arrested, crucified, and these guys in particular did not know for sure whether or not Jesus had been resurrected yet. They were still discussing the things that had just happened. You know, and then, without them even realizing it, Jesus appears before them and wondering what the matter is, what's going on. And the two disciples say, did you not hear this X, Y, and Z happened? And then Jesus is just kind of, you know, talking with them and just kind of sharing things and then he kind of invites them over for a quick meal. And once they're sitting down, and talking with them a little bit earlier, he says, um, he asks them rhetorically, "These weren't these the things that were supposed to happen?" You know, he's referring to when, before he the crucifixion, how Christ had always talked about what is going to happen. And then when Jesus is with these disciples, breaking the bread and pouring the cup, and just setting things up for them, it clicked. It finally clicked for them, and their eyes were opened, as in Jesus had opened their eyes to what was right in front of them the whole time, while they were living in sorrow and grieving over the recent events going on in Jerusalem. And here was Jesus talking with them and uh, leaning at the table with them this whole time, and as soon as he was breaking the bread and doing what he would always do for them and doing what he would do for them. And their eyes were opened because Jesus was revealing it. Revealing what already was. And then they realized that he has risen indeed. In other words, sometimes it takes um, Jesus to just open up our eyes. For only Jesus can open up the truth for us. Only Jesus can open up the way, the truth, and the life 
for us that he has, all that he is, and all that he shows to us. You may be wondering in your own life, in the way that you are lost, wondering what can you do now? What is your purpose now? What is your divine ordination in ways that you can continue going? You're disabled, you feel lost. You're broken, you feel trapped. I want to show this with the book of James. Then the fifth chapter, chapter, verses 13 through about 17 or 18. We get this question and we get this answer. Wondering what we can do during the suffering. What we can do during this time of worry time of grieving, time of sorrow, time of feeling like we have nowhere to go. We're lost and we're making horrible decisions. And we just feel like a total deadbeat, a total drag. There's nothing left for me. What can I do anymore to live my life? Well, the book of James gives us that answer. Is anyone among you suffering? Then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful? He is to sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? Or you could say disabled. Then he must call for the elders of the church and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick or disabled, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, which we all have, they will be forgiven him. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the sky poured rain, and the earth produced its fruits. Ladies and gentlemen, as I read this, we talk about this together. You still have purpose, and there is ways out of what you're feeling. By no means am I belittling all the trash that you're going through. By no means am I belittling what you're feeling in your lost direction in life. Lost in your own life with things you have done, things you have decided to do, things that have either, either blessed or caused destruction in your life. Things that have really been hurting you. And I pray this over you, that you would allow Jesus to open your eyes today, to see your purpose, to see you out of your suffering. Because Jesus never said it was going to be easy. Whether you're disabled or you're going through really tough times, it was never 
going to be easy. It was always going to be a time of difficulties and tribulation. And I think about all this, and I just want you to let Jesus in today. Let Jesus take control of your life so that you are no longer lost, but you can finally be found and that you can rest assured in him, no longer lost in all of your ways. I take this, all of this, and I pray with you right now. Dear Heavenly Father, let your Holy Spirit be over all of us. I pray for all who are suffering, Lord, and who are lost in their lives. Help these people give, get direction back in their life, Lord. Give them direction through your Holy Spirit. For anyone that is making wrong choices, that is falling away from you, people that need to get back on track with you, Lord God. For anyone who is feeling like they have no identity, feeling like they are completely lost in despair and in the fog of their lives, Lord, not knowing what way to go, lost in their own lives that's causing major destruction and their lives are falling apart, Lord. I pray for your restoration to be over them, Lord God. Lift them up today, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of Handy Schlepp. I'm your host, Reverend Jordan Schrader. If you'd like to continue the conversation, please message me on either Instagram, Facebook, or email. Instagram and Facebook is with Jordan Schrader. That's S-C-H-R-O-E-T as in Tiger, E-R. Or on my email at jordanrobert71 at gmail.com. And again, I'm still working on getting a Discord set up so we can all continue in the conversation right there and be with each other. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you. Stay safe. And as always, stay classy.